0: This episode of Stuck in the 80s has been brought to you by
1: I am the monarch of the sea
0: The 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com Travel back in time to the 80s Reliving the laughter <laughs> The heroes Pick
1: up your phone and call the professionals Go Ghostbusters.
0: Ghostbusters And the honesty What's up, man? My nipples, it's freezing out there <laughs> Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, and today, today, my friends, we dive back into a recent favorite topic here on the show, cover songs in the 80s. I'm very familiar about all this. With me, as always, he's the Rick Nielsen to my bun E. Carlos. It's Brad in L.A. Steve! Just the two of us. I know. You know,
2: we've had some great guest host shows lately. we got another one we have to edit yet, but... Uh... That's kind of nice to just have the two of us.
0: Yeah. And one of my favorite topics, too. Nothing makes me happier. And you know, nothing really does make me happy. But nothing well, makes me I was going to say, happier being relative. <laughs> nothing makes me happy-ish than cover songs in the 80s. Um, I've become obsessed with this topic. I There's something about, in my mind, hearing a song you know, that was recorded 30 or 40 years ago, redone and reinterpreted by one of your favorite bands.
2: Well, and, and your opportunities to hear familiar songs from 30 or 40 years ago are growing and growing as we see. <laughs> yeah,
0: very very much so. So b- before when we've done this series, we've talked a lot about songs that people did not know had been previously recorded. Stuff like uh, Always Something They Remind Me by Naked Eyes or uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Good example. Very good example. But today um, we're we're going to jibe a little and we're going to talk about songs that we already pretty much knew by heart. But that were re-recorded in the 80s by some of our favorite bands. So, pretty interesting, eh? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, this topic just gives and gives. (laughs) It gives and gives until we can find another topic that gives and gives. But in the meantime, Brad, what's your first pick? My first pick this week is Johnny Cash's Ring of
2: Fire. Love is a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring.
1: Bound by wild desire,
0: I
2: fell into a ring of fire.
0: Okay, so that's the original. Obviously a classic.
2: Obviously one of his signature tunes. Uh, recorded in 63, number one on the country charts uh, that year, and... Number 87 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. What was number 86? Uh, 86 was uh, Springsteen's Thunder Road. Ooh. Which, it is a better song.
0: It's a much better song. And I think they got it right. Yeah. I would have put both these songs higher up on the list, though.
2: Well, I didn't go through them all, but I'm sure there's a lot of pop garbage above <laughs> them on the charts. <laughs> about
0: Twelve Madonna songs. Oh, that's neither here nor there. Or there. Yeah. So that's good. So, so obviously the song was re- re-recorded in the 80s Who? Um, What's your favorite version? Steve, you're lucky. Right now, I got the first of today's Daily Doubles. <coughs>
2: you're familiar with Social Distortion? Yes? Oh, yeah, sure. Social D, Orange County punk band that formed in the late 70s. In the waning days of the 80s, they released this cover. Doing of a of fire. fire.
0: You know what? I think I have my Ring of Fire's mixed up. I, when I hear that, I'm thinking of another another band. Somebody else also did uh, Ring of
2: Fire, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Wall of Voodoo on their debut EP released this cover.
0: I like that version but that's yeah. the version i know that's the one i like better
2: i like that version better I, you know we've talked about this before but i i say if you're going to do a cover song you need to bring something a little different to it and i feel like wall of voodoo put their own flavor into it the social distortion cover i like it but it's kind of
0: a straight ahead oh, well, here's my thing too if you're a punk band why would you do a straight ahead cover of a song i mean a country that song maybe that's yeah. maybe that's the most punk well,
2: thing they could do is to cover a country song
0: i mean if i don't they'd really done it think...
2: as a ballad that would be even more punk
0: Yeah, but I mean is 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 Johnny Cash really country? I mean or is he just kind of early rock?
2: Mm, eh, You make a good point.
0: But but my point is like if you're punk, I mean, I don't know, in my mind, you don't see the Dead Kennedys well, maybe the Dead Kennedys did some cover songs, but they're not covering It just drives me crazy with with that. I mean it's like Wall of Voodoo I get. Makes total sense. I mean they're like they were practically they're practically like the next evolution of Johnny Cash. In fact, I'm pretty sure Stan Ridgway dresses in all black.
2: Well, okay, that's that's one point. I want to hear the rest of this argument sometime when we have some time and I have something stronger to drink than ice water.
0: Okay, I see where you're going there. It's time for my pick because we don't have all night. Uh I too have picked a classic song. In fact, it's by the King Elvis Presley. This was recorded. uh, This was released back in 1961. Featured in the movie Blue Hawaii. I give you can't help falling in love.
1: Wise men say. Only fools rush
0: in
2: But I
1: can't help falling in love
0: with you Now I know what you're thinking I'm thinking about singing karaoke in Japan <laughs> I know I'm not I am really truly very much not an Elvis fan. Really? Very much not. No, just not. Mm-hmm. Never have been. But in 1986, for the movie soundtrack, "Some Kind of Wonderful," there's a lovely version of the song sung by a band called Lick the Tins. John. cannot tell me that's not a superior
2: version I, I love that cover it's just it's it's great again they bring something different
0: to it yeah okay, and it's, so it's fun and it's whimsical whimsical is always it's good so lick the tins terrible not, band name it's not great uh should celtic- have called themselves smooth up in ya. no so lick the tins a celtic folk rock indie band from london the uh, name of the band, because I know everyone's going to ask this, de- I quote Wikipedia because I do not know my, for myself. The name was derived from a nickname given to an old tramp by the children from a from the hometown of one of the band members. Uh, I, I thought maybe it had something to do with their cat or something. No, lick the tins. That's horrible. I, I have, No, I don't even want to know the inside story. Uh, yeah, my, my
2: tongue hurts right now. Yeah.
0: So uh, this actually spent a couple months on, this, on the singles chart. Did it really? Um, yeah, yeah. And um it is so much faster, obviously, than yeah. the Elvis Presley song, that they had to add uh, three polkas towards the end of it to bring the uh, song track to an acceptable length for an album. Oh, that's funny. Well, I mean, Elvis songs
2: are short to start with, and then, well, short, and then especially they, especially
0: they pick when you up the tempo. It out. I really don't like I mean, it's a great song, but it's 300 times better uh, by Lick the Tens, and, it, and it's... It's obviously the the finale of uh, some kind of wonderful that which I still think is one of the best, you know, underrated movies of the that, 80s. That movie keeps popping up in conversations. I I think I'm going to have to rewatch
2: it. I'm sure I haven't seen it since it was out in the theater because I remember not thinking much of it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I love the I mean it's got a great soundtrack. Eric Stoltz. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I
2: remember seeing it and I remember thinking it's pretty in pink with the gender roles reversed. And it eh, just didn't, and, didn't do anything And for the ending fixed. Okay, yeah. And, and the improbable ending. Like, oh, I'll never beat you up again because this one other guy threatened me. So I'll leave you alone now from now on. That's not what happens. The next night, the guy's house burns down. What? What are you talking about? Sorry, I'm saying Jens Hardy is not just going to quit coming after him because a, a guy with no hair and some Doc Martens threatened him once. Oh, man, you spent way too much time in L.A. Is that how it goes it's out there? Just saying, you know, it's, you know, you think the Chicago way is bad. Yeah.
0: Well, we're not from Chicago. Yeah. Thank goodness. So what's your second pick?
2: My second pick, interestingly enough, also an Elvis Presley song. That's right. And I went a little further back in the Wayback Machine to 1956 to pick up this Elvis track, Don't Be Cruel.
1: You know I can be found oh, oh, oh. Sitting on all alone. Oh, oh. If you can't come around, at least please tell the phone. Don't be cruel to who it's
2: true. So, don't be cruel, Spearsy, to Otis Blackwell, who wrote this song and then gave up the co-writing credit to Elvis so that he would record it. Um, I think that was pretty common. You know, I wrote this song, Elvis wants to record it, but they want half of the songwriting royalties. Oh, okay, take it. This was simultaneously number 1 on the pop, country and R&B charts. Sold 4 million copies the first Holy year it was man. out.
0: Oh jeez. I wonder I just out of curiosity, I wonder if any other song has ever been able to pull off that stunt. Oh, number 1 on all three of those charts? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's a different time,
0: clearly. Yeah. You could almost do it today, but you'd really need like a super crossover artist. Like maybe Taylor Swift could have done it maybe. Yeah. Nobody even cares about charts anymore.
2: No. And, you know, just for reference, last year's number one selling song of the year was Happy, and that sold one and a half million copies. Jeez. And that was freaking everywhere. You couldn't get away from it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Pretty much true. Yeah. So anyway, enough about that version, and certainly the last time we mentioned Feral on this podcast. <laughs> 32 years later, not one, but two, two, two bands covered this great song. And the first one... Far more successful was this cover by Cheap Trick.
1: Don't be cool. To a heart that's true. Don't be cool. To a heart that's true. Don't need no other love.
0: Baby, it's just you. Okay, obviously, we all remember that song. That was really big. Oh, yeah. Back in, I mean, I think. Check me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the late 80s when Cheap Trick was trying to make a comeback.
2: Yeah, and the the label kind of got involved with the production of this. And this was the second or third single off of that album, and it went to number four. Jeez. Yeah.
0: Well, back in 1988, I mean, not the same competition you would have had back in 1984.
2: Well, that's true.
0: That's true. So anyway, yeah, I love uh, Cheap Trick. I don't know if – you know, I saw them perform at – university of florida on the on this album's tour i believe i can't imagine they play this even um, though it's a big hit i can't No, imagine i think they it. did then now now do they now no no
2: there's too much but, other good stuff
0: no right and, but but back then yeah because they were supporting it well, it was a big hit then people were buying right, a ticket to come right. and hear it so yeah so you say you have two bands
2: yeah and now i can honestly say i'm only familiar with this one i'm not surprised because the second one is an album cut and uh 80s Nation hasn't heard me talk much about this band lately, but on their first album for Enigma, Total Devo, Devo covers this one.
0: I knew knew it had been way too long since uh, we allowed you to talk about Devo. I know, I know. The doctor says it's okay for me to talk about
2: it a little bit is it vastly superior? No. Uh do I prefer it?
0: Of course. I'm probably the only one. So of the three versions, you like this version best. Well, sure, it's Devo. You know, it's funny cuz um today I was I was I was futzing around on setlists.fm. Mm-hmm. You ever go to that site? Oh yeah. And I was looking up set list for some bands that I I was just kind of curious about, like, what are they playing concert? And for some reason, of today of all days, not knowing that you were going to talk about Devo, I actually looked up Devo's set list because I just kind of wanted to know. I mean, I don't know much about them. I don't know as much about them as, like, you or Douglas Arthur. Um, but I wanted to see how many songs in their set list I recognized. And I yeah. knew I knew at least two-thirds. Yeah, well, they're, they're playing some stuff about. off of
2: their new album, too, now, which is a couple couple of three years old at this point, but still yeah. pretty some good stuff on there. So let me tell you a quick story about this album. They did a uh, in-store promotion, like an in-store appearance. Remember when bands used to come to record stores? Uh, ancient history, my friend. Maybe uh, maybe you remember it from Spinal Tap. So they did an <laughs> in-store at uh, Tower Records in Westwood, and some of my friends and I went down. And they actually had at the store a karaoke contest where people got up and sang this song. The winner was to appear either in a video of theirs or With them in concert, I don't remember exactly the details. That was kind of crazy. But when I was doing research for this podcast, I went online to see if I could find anything more about it, figure out when it really happened, see if I had imagined the whole thing. And someone has posted video that they shot at this in-store, and I'm in it. No. (laughs) yeah, It's the weirdest thing ever. Like, who is that skinny kid in the OU sweatshirt? Oh, my God, that's me. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. It
0: was it was an out
2: of body experience. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: I never I never went to one of those growing up. I, I don't know if they just didn't have them here. Well, or, yeah, I mean,
2: in Oklahoma, no. But in California, I had a little bit better chance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think that was a Florida thing. I mean, you just you never got a chance really to meet any of your here. Like maybe if they were doing a radio show appearance that morning or something like that, and you yeah. kind of got tipped off, you might get a chance. But for the most part, you were you're out of luck on that kind of thing. Uh, I'm gonna break from the Elvis Presley fetish that we have going on here. Please take, do. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take something that's a little bit more. It's same era. I'm gonna give you a little Chuck Berry, 1958, and Johnny Be Good. Now, of course, we all know this song. Uh, if you didn't know it from 1958, you knew it from uh, Marty McFly and song.
1: All right, guys, uh, listen to blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay?
0: Right, and this is not the version. This We're is not, not your it. cousin Marvin. No, yeah, I love that scene. But anyway, in 1988, a British band by the name of Judas Priest gave us this version of Johnny Be Good.
2: I have never heard that before in my life.
0: I have never either. I mean, when I only heard it like the, for the first time about a week ago. I like it. I like it, too. It's fun. Yeah. And uh, like yours, it was also on uh, Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all well. time. However, Johnny Be Good falls at numero seven. You
2: always got to go over the top on me, don't you, Spears? Yeah, you know, in, oh, in all fairness. yours is in the fa- 80s? Oh, mine's in the top <laughs> ten.
0: I'm telling you right now, I, I would pick your song over this song for the top
2: well, ten. Well, you know, it's
0: fun to use the Rolling Stone barometer as something yeah, to block cause things you, with. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that they just like put a bunch of song titles in a hat and threw them on the floor and picked them up. Because that about would satisfy my rationale for their judgment. Yeah. I guess it's maybe the rash of hair metal that we've had on the show lately that makes me want to kind of pick that song. So it's kind of fun anyway to give a little nod to, uh, to the hair metal fans here. I'll I, tell you, when I see Judas Priest...
2: The first thing that leaps to mind is how they use that band name to cover up uh, a certain swear word phrase in uh, movies when they TV sanitize them.
0: Really, Judas Priest. <laughs> Never thought about that before. Oh, they do it all the time. All the time. I, I really, really tried to avoid sanitized versions of movies, period. Well, it's easier these days, too. So. Yeah. It just it kills me when they do that sort of stuff. But you know what kills me less? You know what, you know what soothes the soul? The, the seggies.
1: seggies. What's
0: happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for a mystery movie moment. Uh, you know the spiel here. We will play a snippet of a movie from the 80s if you get it right. You're entered into the drawing to win the stuck in the 80s bottle opener. Uh, I really pen- need to mail some of those in. <laughs> I know. Please be patient, everybody. I've been a bad human being. I'm sorry. It's it's not as easy as it used to be in the old days when I worked at a job where the mailroom would just do whatever you wanted them to do. Without any questions asked. And I could like, mail, mail, mail stuff rhythm. to Yeah, mailroom. I like Send the sound of to that. We have a mail room where I work now, but it's two people. And trust me, they would know if I sent something to Canada. Pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show.
1: Could you please give us your reasons for your sudden and unexpected candidacy? I figure voting for Salvino or Heller is just as silly as them running for office, which is just as silly as me running for office. <laughs> the only thing that's silly is the power of the people's vote.
0: Ah, yes, Brewster's Millions with Richard Pryor. Not as tricky as I thought it would be. No one voted for none of the above. I really love this movie. In fact, it just turned 30 years old uh, a few weeks ago, and I wrote it up on the blog. And maybe that was one of the reasons why everybody got it. Front of all. Bradley. Bradley, read some winners. Here we go.
2: Winners include Captain Trips, Jonathan Thompson, Russ from Newton, Tim in Harrisburg, Scott in New Hampshire, Paul from Return to the 80s. Tom can't find the chopper in Austria, DJ in Clinton, Phil from Adelaide, Todd in Minnesota, Alex Millimeter, Peter and Bobby Rizzo in St. Pete, who writes this movie just recently turned 30 years from its original theatrical release stuck in the 80s. Always takes me back to a time of innocence and makes me realize how in a blink of an eye, everything went by too damn fast. I'm always looking forward to listening to you guys and feel like that kid who relives his youth until I look in my medicine cabinet and say, wow, I went from Flintstone vitamin pills to high blood pressure and diabetic pills. <laughs> yeah, I
0: feel your pain. I'm right there with you.
2: Please continue with your medical treatment, my 80s brothers. The laughter and enjoyment is like the Joker said in 89. It has a healing power.
0: Uh, I'm up to four. I eat four daily medications. Oh,
2: really? Wow. Yeah, just Lipitor
0: for me. (laughs) I have uh, Crestor. Um, I won't even mention the other three, but let's just say he touched on two of them there. So (laughs) (laughs) life's a.
2: (laughs) If there's a healing at your age, Spearsy, you'll take any touches you can get.
0: Yeah, yeah. If there is a healing power, I'd like to feel it right about now. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip.
2: What more do you want from us? Why can't you just let us go?
0: You can't just be let go. I don't think your father even believes that now. If you know it, email us at sit80s at gmail.com or steven80s at gmail.com or brad80s in the 80s at gmail.com. And tune in next week to find out if you are a wiener. <laughs> wow, the mystical frame that is named that 80s tune. Um, I love this segment. I will play a snippet from a song of the 80s. It is the original seggy, And you will try in vain to name it. Uh, we got a special one for you this week, but I'm not going to ruin it just yet because pay attention. Here's last week's Mystery Tune. Big surprise there, Judas Priest, breaking the, law. Breaking, the law, breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law.
1: Breaking the law, breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law. So much for the golden future, I can.
0: i'm in a hair metal mood that's crazy it'll go away it will go it will away. pass this too shall pass yeah yeah just I like that hoagie ahead. you had for lunch oh no i skipped lunch today and i uh, went to taco bell for dinner oh boy well i sure i'm sorry i'm three thousand <laughs> miles away yeah no i feel fine i feel fine uh list some of the winners for us winners please, please. winners
2: winners winners there are many winners some of them include gary from norman Jeff in Central Virginia, Eric in Alpharetta, Georgia, Kurt in Trickster, Jersey, V Rob <laughs> in Ottawa, Marlon in Fort Worth, Richard at Retro Hit Radio in Auckland, the City of Sales, New Zealand, Beat Poet, Dave in Charleston, South Carolina, John in RVA, Todd Bro in Lafayette, Oswaldo Jimenez, Anonymous Dave in Texas, John in Phoenix, and Joseph Perdue from Reedsville,
0: North Carolina. Time to pick a wiener. Spin the wheel.
2: And it looks like Marlin in Fort Worth. Go ahead and send us your snail mail address, and I'll sit on it for about a month guiltily before <laughs> I mail you a bottle opener. No, honestly, things are calming down a little bit at the Williams household, so I should be able to get those out this
0: week. I guarantee you things are not calming down here. Oh, school just, school is ending, and the, oh. the foot is coming off the gas a little bit here. No, the foot's on the gas here. I just I had a problem at work this week where I lost um, two weeks' worth of my work.
1: Ugh.
0: And so I have I've been spent the last week trying to do that. Then they hit the break again, and I haven't been able to do anything for the last three days. So it's been, uh, it's it's been a weird place. It's bananas. It's, it's a weird place. But you know what's a weirder place? This week, responding to complaints – and I'm going to write them off as complaints yeah. about the um, the easiness, the novice level of our challenges.
2: For name um, that 80s tune.
0: Right. It's uh-huh. offending somewhat. So Brad and I came up with the idea for a drum montage. So what you're about to hear is five song beginnings that are led off by drum beats. Um, you have to get all five right in a row. And I guarantee you, here's how it's going to work. This week, normally we pick from both Uh, movies, and name the 80s tune for the bottle opener. For this one, we'll just choose from the winners of the drum montage. So pay attention. We're going to play it a couple times. Here it is the first time. Okay, that's difficult, so we're going to play for you one more time. Pay attention. You can download this podcast as many times as it takes to get it right. (laughs) We will not object. Everyone should download it at least twice. Right. That will increase your odds of winning, I should say. That's a scientific fact. Here it is again. Here's the drum montage. If you know all five of them correctly in a row, email us. You know the addresses by now. If you don't know the email address by now and you got the five in a row, well, then you're you're in a bad place. <laughs> you're, in a bad, you're in a worse place than I'm in right now, and clearly I'm in the worst of all places. And then tune in next week to find out if you get the bottle opener. We'll be right back after this commercial break.
1: Is the one. The taste fits are after. Heading for the fun. It's big smiles and laughter. Cruise back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. Seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool and the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jesse's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of call like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, we're going all out by building an 80s video game arcade with Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, and of course, Pac Man, showing movies like Ferris Bueller and Pretty in Pink. And there'll even be a VJ contest. Don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party, and neon beach party. You can't miss this, sailing from February 28th through March 6, 2016, for the most gnarly vacation ever. For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844 384 8080.
0: And we're back. We have just a few minutes left. And Brad and I, as the summer begins, are struggling with an epic decision. Um, I wouldn't say we're struggling. I'm Uh, struggling. We're we're on different sides of an issue here. Right. And so we appreciate your feedback on this. We both, Brad and I, have our 30-year high school reunions this summer. You're going to yours in Oklahoma, right? Yeah.
2: By the time this gets posted, it's probably about two weeks out. So okay, it's it's all over but the shouting. The email has ramped up. You know, I'm starting to hear from people I haven't heard from in a while, and yeah. I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. But I think the reason I'm excited is. I know that my friends are going to be there. Like my people that I'd never see are going to be at the reunion.
0: So where is yours exactly now? Uh,
2: It's in Oklahoma City, actually, which is about an hour away from the actual town I grew up in. But that works out okay for me because my mom lives in Oklahoma City, so I can stay with right. her, you know, clean the gutters, uh, you know, do that kind of stuff. That
0: is nice. And how many days is it?
2: There's only one official event. It's a dinner one night, but I think a lot of people are going to be in town for the weekend, myself oh. included.
0: Okay, so – so and are you going? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You already booked. I You're bought my booked? ticket.
2: I booked my couch at my mother's house.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: she does have a guest room, but the bed is we we call the bed the burrito bed because you lie down in it and the mattress wraps itself around you. Yeah. Uh, so what about you, Spearsy?
0: Yeah. So at the end of July, there's a there's a mini reunion they call it for Countryside High School Class of '85, and it's at a, it's at a bar. Well, okay, <laughs> like that's one that sounding good. Well, I only drink at home these days. Um, it's at a bar one town up from where we went to school, and okay. uh, Palm Harbor, which you know nobody outside of Tampa Bay would know where Palm Harbor is, but it's another bedroom community of the Tampa Bay area. And it's, okay.
2: Are there still a lot of people from
0: your class that live in the area? Yeah, yeah. I would say maybe like either a third or a half, maybe. Okay. Wow. Half might be pushing it, but. A considerable presence. I mean Tampa yeah. Bay's a big area. You know, yeah, sure. Like that. A lot of them still live in the same not neighborhood, but you know yeah. city at least.
2: Within a zip code or two.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So um here's the little history. Ten years ago, the twenty year reunion of of high school I went to and that the nostalgia of that is what sparked stuck in the air. Yeah, we're
2: still riding that wave today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally.
0: We're on, the, we're, we're, on we're on the surfboard of my last high school reunion.
2: Wow. Well that's, that's an image.
0: All of us, all seven of us that are still listening to the show, and um, hi Carol. So now it's ten years. It's ten years later, and to be honest, I didn't want to go to the twenty year reunion. I got talked into it at the last minute, and it ended up being you know life changing. Yeah, I really don't want to go to this one. I yeah. don't know why.
2: Well, it, I, I get it because you're, you're like, it can't be that again. Like I'm it not going to get lightning in the bottle again.
0: Right. Right. And I, I've already seen the list of people who are coming, and literally I know like six people. Yeah. See, now I've been
2: I've been very strong in my opinion that you need to go. Yeah. But I'm going to give you a waiver. You don't have to
0: go. I just, I, oh God, I just, you know, I've had ten great years. I mean, when I went to the 20 year reunion, I had nothing to brag about really. There was nothing. I did, I hadn't talked. I, I don't even know what my most significant achievement would have been ten years ago. Yeah. Nothing that anybody would have cared about. Yeah. But in the 10 years since, I've interviewed like 80 different celebrities from the 80s. You know, I've hung out. I've got a hug from Debbie Gibson. Yeah, seriously. You know, I'm best friends with like Martha Quinn and and uh, Debbie Foreman. You know, you, you and I are going of ambassadors of the 80s to the on the 80s cruise. I know. You're living the dream, my friend. So yeah, you so you'd like, think there'd be a lot to
2: go to a reunion right. to talk about. You,
0: yeah. you think that it's like, you know, I would want to like be carried in like, you know, a Tahitian king <laughs> on a on a litter. Yeah, but I'm like I'm it's the exact opposite. I'm just like yeah, and I th- I think you're right. It's just I think that you can't top.
2: That's a little bit think. of like why I you know when you two came through town last week here in L.A., I A. I didn't really want to go because it can't be as good as it was.
0: Right. You know? my friend Chris from Rubik's Cubed, the ultimate '80s cover band, who moved to Indiana with his family. Yeah, he and I were recently talking about Rush. Okay. He's a huge, he's a huge Rush fan. Yeah, and Rush is touring right now. Aren't they doing their, their like their last big, tour? their last big tour, and it's their 40th anniversary? And I asked him if he was going, and he's like, no, no. He's like, when I saw him on their 200 their 2007 tour, you know, it was it was a great show. We met the guys, you know, we hung. You know, it's like it was the perfect experience. I right. don't I don't want to sully I'm it. I'm just going to leave it. Yeah, I'm going right. to leave that where it is. I get and that. I, kind of, I get that. And I kind of feel that way about that the reunion. I'm like, ah. Yeah. There's no way. There's just no way that I go to it, and even it even measures up halfway. So 80s Nation, is Spearsy wrong? Yeah. Weigh in. Give me – I mean, you agree or you don't agree? I mean, I can be swayed. Yeah. He, uh, know, gotta, tell me that that's not true. Are you kidding? Yeah. Wait, you're <laughs> saying, that's not true. I'm saying Trust you can't me. be swayed. I'm saying you can't. I can be swayed, be, I can be swayed but it's not going to be easy because yeah. right now I'm pretty much commi- – plus, I think it's a lame idea for a reunion. So, you know, it just occurred to me. This is a kind of random, random realization.
2: One of the things I never, I just don't talk about. I don't talk about work with people. Like I think that in general, what people do for a living is one of the least interesting things about them. And so, like, I don't know. Maybe ten years ago, I just pulled that out of my conversational gambit file. I just don't talk about what I do. You know, just don't talk about it. I'm gonna have to do it at the reunion. People are gonna want to know what I do. I guess I better figure out what to tell them. Yeah. I'll You're just, like Chandler on Friends. Just to Nobody this. knows what you do. I, well, for the record, I am a broadcast media technology consultant. Yeah, it's a great job. Doesn't that sound exciting? No, it's, I would take your job. That's <laughs> what Jobs
0: say. It's you a gig. Can with, you can come here and live with Kat Benatar.
2: It's a gig. But, it's again, I think it's the least interesting thing about me. And, you know, The <laughs> fact that I've talked to Nina Blackwood <laughs> is about 4,000 times more interesting than yeah. you know. I work with major deliverers of television content over satellite and IP networks to the home.
0: I, t- I totally love that job. I want that job. Come out. But I'll hook you up. I, I would t- I would do that a minute if I thought it was possible. But yeah, so the thing is like you're right. A lot of people are going to be there and, and the temptation is not to talk about work. You don't want to sort of – you don't want to brag. Yeah. You, you might want to brag about, oh, you know, I have two kids and they're in high school and they're going to go to the, the University of Florida when they graduate. That's the kind of thing you kind of talk about. At yeah. The yeah. But, I don't, but I don't have that. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. You want me to send you some pictures of people you could use? Send me the ultrasounds of your children that you (laughs) use on West Wing. Um, I don't have kids. I'll never have kids probably. I have a pet that bites me. So the only thing that I want to talk about is is my job. It is
2: kind of weird that the stuck in the 80s is the thing that you would most want to talk about. It's a reunion of people that know each other from the 80s and you feel like it's not the right venue.
0: Well, I just kind of feel like you, know, you don't want to be the the jerk who who is like, because that's not my style either. You know, I, I'm not the whole "Hey, look at me." Yeah, no, I get that. So I just kind of, if someone says, "Hey, wait a minute, don't you do a podcast about the '80s?" I'd be, "Oh yeah." Yeah, let me tell you about it. Yeah. Oh, who's the most inter- interesting person you've ever interviewed? Okay, then you've now you've opened the door. Right, and then you'll walk through it, but you're not going to come and open the right. door for them. I'm not going to wear like a, oh, did you see my shirt? It's signed by Martha
2: Quinn. <laughs> Ask me about Stuck in the 80s. So what you're telling me is I should not. I should cancel those pins I had sent to your house?
0: <laughs> That'd be funny. I, I don't even think people that I work with now are all that impressed by it because they're all like half my age. So they were all like yeah. – their parents would be impressed by my stories, but they are not.
2: Yeah. So. People that I talk to better are more bemused than interesting. Yeah. Like really? you have There's stuff to talk about from the 80s? Shut up.
0: Apparently so because yeah. we've been doing it for 10 years. Here we go. It's funny because the guy who hired me at the job that I'm at now, I used to work with him at my old job back when Stuck in the 80s first started. I remember he came to me one day. He's like, oh, you must be really uh, happy with the reaction you're getting to Stuck in the 80s. I'm like, yeah. He's like, what's the future of us? I said, well, I said, to be honest, if I'm still doing this in three years, come and kill me. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, yeah, uh, send us an email. Let us yeah. know, what, what would you do in my situation? And then, and also in Brad's situation, you know, how how long does Brad hold the stuck in the 80s in his pocket before he whips it out? Oh, I'll, oh no, I'll, I'll, I'll be leading with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and in the meantime, uh, we will have more cover shows or metal shows. We have a special show coming up about Lost and Found in the 80s. We'll have more summer delightful listening for you to yeah. take with you to the beach to yes. the pool. Yes, that's what we do. That's our shtick. In the meantime, Brad and I, along with our high school reunion anxiety, remain here, hopelessly, Stuck in the 80s.
2: Stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly.